Hey, how's it going? A big night ahead of us. Today's like, it's like Christmas for anybody that plays softball, you know? So Christmas, all the holidays in one. And Dan, I'm going to tell you right now, because I've got someone that's very, very, very special to us. Um, I'm going to say this right now. Being that we're lifelong Sooner fans, we have nothing against this guy because he's not wearing orange. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But he's he's a great guy. Just kidding. We, we, you know, we we root for all softball these days. But Dan, I have a special uh, Christmas present in June. The legend, the one and only, no kidding, Dan, Coach Snyder's joining us tonight, ma'am. So it's a... Uh, the show, uh, since we began this few years back, they've been asking for him for a long time. It's a great softball mind. Just one of those geniuses that you like to, you know, pick his brain. So, yep, Dane, definitely. I'm honored to bring on uh, Coach Snyder himself. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm good, guys. How are we doing tonight? Excellent, excellent. Waiting for the big game. Yeah. Oh, there's, wait, there's a game tonight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a there's a 12 u uh, there's a 12 u rec game, Coach, uh, oh, in Kansas. Good, good. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I'm Coach. excited. This is going to be a great matchup between the Sooners and the Noles tonight. So excited well, to watch it and then see what happens. We'll get you. We'll okay. get your picks on that. We have a feeling, but we'll get your picks on that. So first off, a great presence, man. Congrats yeah. on year two, man. Taken from your spot with the Knowles and coming over here and uh, starting the program. Uh, we talked about that a while back when you and I were uh, talking. The first yeah. time I talked to you, Coach, it was funny. I'm in the middle of Dick's Sporting Goods buying softball stuff. And she goes, is that Coach Snyder? Stop what you're doing. Go outside. Go, whatever you got to do, talk to him. So, uh, I got a free pass from my wife that day, Coach. I appreciate it. So yeah, uh, what, yep. what Dane and I will do, man, we've got some questions, coach. We're going to run past you um, just <laughs> along the journey. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Dane. We'll kind of bounce back and forth and have some fun. So, Dane, you want to go first on that first one, Dane? Sure, sure. How we start off is, you know, we kind of get a sense of what you do. I mean, being a head coach now and doing some great things with the program, I'm sure. And, and obviously your uh, resume speaks for itself and the things you're doing. When did all of your – coaching career start what was the yeah. first thing you did out of the blocks whenever you decided to start coaching what was your first mm-hmm. uh, the first thing you did oh Gig. gosh uh, I, this was many moons ago this was actually in 2001 mm-hmm. um, that I actually started coaching college softball so here I am an 18 year old freshman in college at Lindsay Wilson College oh wow and um, got an opportunity to work in a work study uh, program and uh, they, they gave me an opportunity between women's basketball and women's softball. And I'm like, wow, I'll choose softball. I'm growing up mm-hmm. playing baseball, I love the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, I, I think uh, – and, and I'm also five foot six, so basketball's never really been my sport. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'll do that. And so I, I went out and, you know, I, I started – my job was to put balls in the machine every day. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, lo and behold, like, you know, started talking to the coach a little bit and we, we kind of, you know, had some similar philosophies on hitting. And then he's like, Hey, jump in anytime you want. And their assistant coach ends up leaving uh, middle way through the fall. And he goes, Hey, what about you? Do you want to be my assistant coach? I'm like, I'm 18 oh, years wow. old. And he goes, no, I'd love to have you. And so here we go. And so that's when I started my coaching career. So I spent two years there. Um, and then, you know, started meeting people through the ranks and working camps. And, you know, I had, uh, Mark Montgomery, who's the head coach at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, reached out. He was at Centenary College in Louisiana, which was Division One at the time. He goes, hey, won't you come down and be my student assistant? You're going to work with hitters and get your feet wet here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And so I did that for two years, got my uh, undergraduate degree. Um, and then I um, – so that, again, continued to to work camps and stuff. And so – and this will be right up y'all's alley. And then I got, you know, an opportunity with Coach Gasso to be the GA. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, sir. So here I am, you know, in Norman, Oklahoma, and, and spent a year there. And 
Um, and then, then it was off to the real world. Cause then I got a call like for a, like an after school and everything else. It was like, Oh, you got a real time job now. So I went to Stephen <laughs> F. Austin and getting real pay. I'm like, Whoa, what is this? You know? And, uh, so I spent four years at Stephen F. Austin, met a lot of great people along the way with that. And, um, you know, we, uh, I, I continued to just kind of meet people and that's where Lonnie came in the mix. I would drive from Nacogdoches, Texas to Tallahassee, Florida, which was about 14 hours. And I'd work for a winter camp. You know, I'd make a smooth 200 bucks, and that didn't pay for gas, but I <laughs> walked away with a ton of knowledge, right? Yeah. Just, you know, met, met a lot of great people, and um, then when um, they were looking for a hitting coach, Lonnie called me and said, hey, listen, we'd love to have you here, and, you know, what do you think? And so we packed up and went to Tallahassee, Florida, and spent nine great years there, and, you know, we're wow. looking to win a national championship, and um, and then, of course, get a call from Coach Evans. You know, there's another Hall yes, of sir. Fame, you know. Yep. So, so here, here I go from Hall of Fame coach Patty Gasso, to Hall of Fame coach, you know, Gabe McNutt, who's in the Aggie Hall of Fame, and then to, then to Lonnie Alameda, who's going into the Hall of Fame this mm-hmm. year, um, and then to Joe Evans. And so I, I have been just absolutely blessed in my career to be around so many great people that, you know, all have done it differently, right? I mean, you know, Coach Gasso compared to Lonnie, like they, they run their operation and their culture completely different, but both mm-hmm. are very successful what they do. And so, and, and Joe Evans, same way. And so I got to learn from those people. So yeah, then, then in the next Texas A&M, and then you know, got a call um, last year and about this time, actually. And um, here we go. We're at Texas Tech and we're out here in West Texas and doing some things now. So um, this is that this makes year 23 doing it. So it's been um, it's been quite the journey here. I am 40 years old and been doing this for 23 years. See, I love it. And coach, you said, and first off, I'll, I'll, we always declare like the air. We, we, we were born. It's almost like we're born Oklahomans, so we, we don't have a choice. We do love it, but it's not just Correct. that. We love, we love all of softball. Yep. Really, uh, the, the Dana and I started doing this about ten years ago. Um, you know, interviewing here and there and coaching and all that to give back to female athletics. Right? I told you that when right. we first met. Right? And that's what you're doing, man. I, I think it's cool, and I mean this sincerely. It's not just fanboying out because it's a privilege to meet you. You got Snyder, Alameda. Gas. So these coaches, it is going to be that same breath, right? All that it's, it's right. literally you're in there. So it, it's cool to literally, you're still in your prime and you're a young buck still, you could still probably go out there and shoot some hoops. You know, you're, you're early yeah. on in your career and got many more years to come. So my question is this, I know you've been doing this since, since 18, there's gotta be a beginning, like the why softball, what drew you to it? Was there like maybe a team that stood out to you or something maybe in the, in the early days that just made you, I know you said the height thing and all that, but what said, you know what, this is why I'm doing softball. This is why I'm going to coach it. Did, did you have daughters that played too, or what really drew you to the game of softball? You know, if you will. No, I think when I first started, I, I, I was, I really loved the pace of the game. I loved where it was heading and it was, and, I, and it was, it was, it was still young in Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. at that time in Kentucky, fast pitch was only 10 years old. And so it was kind of this new thing and, you could kind of see the excitement behind it. And, and, and I just loved working with the ladies. I mean, I thought it was great, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, and just be, I, I felt like, cause I was very lucky growing up um, playing high school ball. And, you know, I, I had a great coach, you know, and I felt, man, I, I think I can make an impact on some of these hitters and because here's what, here's what I learned. And so I, I felt like I could make a difference, you know, and just the more you get into it, the more you realize that, you know, like, I think I have a little bit to offer to the game, you know, yeah. I, and I'm still learning. Don't get me wrong. But at that time I was like, I think I can help out a little bit. And so, um, but I, and I started watching softball a lot, you know, and, and, and at that time, remember it, it was only on TV during the world series that you didn't right. see yeah. yeah. it. Right. And, but I, I can, I can, I can vividly remember being on a bus and we were watching a world series game and I'm watching Jessica Vanderlyn pitch for, for mm-hmm. Fort State. You know, back in the day with Joanne Graff and then those great athletes, I'm like, wow, look at her go. Like, see, playing center fielder, she's not pitching. She's hitting in the three hole, hitting 400, striking people out. I'm like, 
okay, that's really cool. And so I, I remember watching those, those teams. I remember watching UCLA. I remember watching, you know, those teams compete in Arizona. And I'm like, man, this this is something else. You know, I, I got a chance when I was a GA. We, we went against Jenny Finch, you know, from Arizona. Wow. Like, wow this, okay, this is what that looks like. Gotcha. <laughs> that's what 68 looks like. Okay, all right. And at that time, that was that was the, the, that was the top. You know, at that time, yeah. So, yeah, now, now 74, 75 is, it seems to be the, uh, the new, the new norm, which is, gosh, as a hitting coach, like, man, okay, this is getting a lot of hand. Man, yeah. I think it, I think it's neat, Coach. One before Dane takes three, I, I look at this and I've had the privilege. We were talking to you know Coach G about it and different coaches. You're literally you uh, at the at a young age, literally historically, you're part of history. They say it's, it's this, I've read the statistic a few times and I still talk about it. You've got college football, college basketball, women's softball, and collegiate sports. Man, like you're literally now in the top three as yes. far as the precipice across the world. You know, like you're literally in this past twenty year movement. You guys have literally pushed this sport into the top three. <laughs> It's the revenue. I mean, right now, my wife got to go uh, yesterday or Monday to the you know championship decision, all that. It's literally drawing in more fans and college basketball yep. these days. Yep. It's, it's crazy. So that's got to feel good knowing that you're literally on that. You're part of history in the making, you know. And then you're yep, making definitely. a difference. Yeah. Uh, let alone what you're doing with these girls. And um, I'm sure there's countless stories of the road trips and all that you left an influence on girls, and I can't even imagine. So it just yep, and that, that actually is where you come in, Dan, with that next one, right? So yeah, I mean, the impact you guys. Uh, as a coaching body make on this, on this sport, going back to like Josh said with influences, whenever you're coaching from the start to now, what have been some of your, or who have been some of your biggest influences on Mm. on the game and on your coaching Mm. philosophy that you can kind of share with us? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of twofold, right? I think, you know, you're in this a long time and you meet a lot of people that, that you learn like fundamentals from, right? Like you, you learn like what a swing's supposed to look like. And I go back to the days of Howard Dobson being at OU and learning mm-hmm. a lot from Howard. And then even Travis Wilson um, at Florida State, like learning the, the plan and approach side of things, right? Like learning because he, he played men's fast pitch growing up and, mm-hmm. and played minor league baseball for nine years. So he, they think about hitting differently, right? And so I, I got to pick his brain and, you know, and uh, you know, Mark Dornan along the way in, in Chicago and just you meet all these different people and, you know, Chris Malvo now at Tennessee, a great friend of mine, you know, in fact, I was in his wedding. Like, so we're like, <laughs> you learn a lot of great things from other people, but I, you know, I think the, the older you get though, also you realize that yes, that is, that is an important piece to understand the, um, the mechanical side of the fundamental side, the tactical side, but dealing with people and managing people, that's where the, that's where, that's where you make great, great ball players. Mm. And I, I honestly like, Lonnie Alameda to me, it was the queen of that. Joe Evans was the queen of that. Like those two, I learned so much from that. You take away of just how you, you treat people and treat your staff and, and treat your players. And so I, I think I learned, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, a, I feel like I'm like this, I don't know, conglomerate of, of all these mm-hmm. coaches, great coaches that I've been around and I've gotten to take a little bit from everybody and, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think it, it definitely is like when you talk about, growing athletes that there there is definitely a cultural piece of that that cannot be ignored because honestly now i mean you can get on youtube and figure out what a swing's supposed to look like right Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. understanding understanding what how it's supposed to work and understanding the adjustments that have to be made in game and that's what makes a hitting coach great yeah See, that's where, Coach, as I, I look at this next one, I'm thinking, and I don't, I, I, it just, it stands out to me because I didn't know when the first time I met you, I didn't know you started at such, man, you have 
already literally i'm I'm 37 dane and you and dane are about the same age you've got all of this history and knowledge that you can bring to the game and you yep. can still yep. coach for another darn near 30 35 years man like yeah, if you look definitely. at it where you are i can't imagine how dangerous your teams are going to be and even as i get better all that that you know like you said taking on lonnie's and just wait a few years from now when they're saying the coach not the legend i mean, I mean think about that man you're still in your prime with 23 years of experience that's just yeah. that's awesome to me so i can't even i can't even what you've forgotten is more than we're ever going to learn i love it you know so <laughs> and just I don't, like you said yeah you say i'm in my prime i don't feel like it some days <laughs> that's it's it's awesome man because i see i see these coaches and like okay you know you look at their how long they've been doing it and it's a late start some of them don't get started till 30s or 40s and you're literally making world series a world series appearance in your 30s that's that's awesome you know so right. um and i think about what just getting when we broke down our bucket list and the next year ahead right obviously you're in that one so when i look at the next year kind of transitioning into question four um, so I would say Lonnie sounds like you're one of your bigger influences when you're looking at you and, and your program for the next year, what's one, uh, new goal you'd say for the program you have going into the next season, if you will. Yeah. So I think, I think the, the, the first thing we did this year is, you know, I think we turned the ship around, right. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we, we turned the ship offensively. We, we, we had an opportunity that like these athletes learned how to win ball games. Right. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we found ourselves in ball games that, historically the program hasn't been in in a while, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're beating a Texas on the road, you know, in the seventh inning. And how do you close that out? And we, and we came up on the short side of a few of those games, but I think in the end, what we, what our players learned is that you are good enough, you are enough and you can, you can take these teams down, you know, whereas before you weren't in the conversation. Now you're in the conversation and, and now we learn how to manage that side of the game and learn that. And so, you know, I think this year, the big push is like, take those, take what's yours. You know, yep. take, take those games yep. like you, you, you've earned that right. You've earned that right. You put yourself in a position to win those games. And so, you know, I think this year, the next year, it's like we're going to postseason. And I, and mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to say it's a goal. It's a standard. That's what we're doing. And so, you know, and I think that's what the, the what, what the big message is going to be as, as, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, that's the message. It's like, it's not if, but when. I like that. You know, it, yep. It's not. It, and I, I remember when the Cubs made their run and they won their World Series, like, you know, they had a big banner in front of the, in front of their locker room that said when it happens, mm-hmm. not if it happens, when it happens. So I like it's that. a very progressive thought process of like, no, no, it's happening. It's just a matter of when. So, and, and for us, I mean, next year, that's the standard we're, we're, we're yep. getting there. We're going to, you know, I, I got the privilege. I got, I got to watch you. Cause we do. It's funny. Dan and I coach, we, I, I told you this and we're not joking. We probably watched darn near 300 games a month between flow and, you know, streams <laughs> yeah. and all that. And I was, my daughter, I was like, look, there's coach. She goes, whatever. I showed her your text. She goes, okay, that's cool. So <laughs> it was like, we were talking <laughs> yeah. about, you know, take what's yours. And what I, what I think about what you said about writing the ship, you, you did like, I look at, you know, some of the years past and let's be honest, it was, it was on a winning culture. And now you've turned that around and now there's a buzz about it. When, when we say the program, Oh yeah, we're looking at where you stand and they're, they're talking about you guys and the Baylors and the Oklahoma States and you're in that conversation now just like that so it's really cool uh, I just I think you're, you're spot on take what's yours that kind of stands out to me yeah, yeah. Uh, take what's yours I like that Dan, Dan go ahead before it rapid uh, I was just ask now that you've taken over this uh, this ball club what is one of the most exciting things that you like to instill when mm. you go into a, a opportunity good. like this yeah I mean for us we we knew we we the thing of it is, is like you, taking over a program. And again, I, this is the first time doing it, but you know, I knew we had to, we had to really process and understand, take like managing people. Right. And, yeah. and, and when I, we wanted our, our ladies to be the best versions of themselves, 
mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that kind of starts off the field. That starts with the culture piece. That starts with them feeling welcome to walk in the to the building. That starts with them wanting to come see coaches and, and, and when they have a problem or be able to reach out and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can I help? You know, and so letting them know that, hey, we're here for you and we want you to be yeah. great. And so mm-hmm. I think when you establish that piece, then mm-hmm. the, the softball side starts to take care of it. I mean, and, it, and it's and it, and it's a daily thing, right? It's a choice you have to make daily. And, yeah. you know, we did little things like we bought this really nice espresso maker and then we all went and painted coffee mugs and everybody else has a <laughs> mug now, That's you know? Awesome. And oh, nice. we did things like that or we, we – it just – to, to more cultural things where we one day we said, Hey, you know what? Like when you come to practice tomorrow, I want you to bring the biggest tumbleweed you can find in West Texas. <laughs> and we did, we had this tumbleweed contest and I mean, that's awesome. These ladies walked up with tumbleweeds that were as tall as they were. And it's like, wow. And, and the point was, <laughs> it's not about going to get a tumbleweed. It's about being all in for the program. Right. Yep, that's what we yep. get it. And so, and out of that became like this tumbleweed trophy thing. Right. So we had this trophy that we had a little tumbleweed on and you know, whoever won, won that, but then, it turned into the next week, whoever won that trophy handed it off to someone else who represented the program and represented our core values the best, or, you know, who had something going on and someone was impressed with that they noticed. And, that, and there, so there was words of affirmation that came with that. I love um, that. And then we, then we would have a, a mock, inter- a mock interview like, Oh, Hey, so, Hey, Kennedy Christ, you've won the tumbleweed trophy this week. So, <laughs> so tell, tell us your thoughts on this. And then we practiced the interviewing side, right? Because, <laughs> You know, we, we watch and I, and I want them to practice that because, hey, I, I keep telling them, like, you're going to be on TV and you're you're going to have big, big wins and you're going to have big hits. Mm-hmm. So let's get prepared for that. So I want you to talk about the, your teammates. I want you to talk about the culture, talk about your preparation. And, you know, and that, that, that's what you want to do. So we kind of talk about that piece is understanding like, how to interview with that. So, yeah. so I think when you do like a lot of little things like that, they they. Yeah. They, it, it shows that you you care about them, right? It shows right. that you're invested in them, and and at the end of the day, and that's what we want. And that's, yep. I mean, I want them to know we that we care and we're invested. That's what this is about. And so, yeah. and then when we can have it, then we have a tough conversation on the field. It doesn't it doesn't weigh as much, right? Right, right, right. It's more so. it's more impactful. And I'll tell you this, coach. Before I transition, anytime, anywhere, I mean it when I say this. Um, you're because we believe it. We know that you are destined for postseason your girls are welcome whenever you want throw them our way we will gladly give them some interview practice because the fans love that so yeah. anytime anywhere you whatever you're comfortable with you throw them our way we will gladly help you uh, break them in as well but i think it's neat when you're saying you know the, the when it happens prepping them for the next level yeah. acting like you're in that role now that that's fantastic and letting them know hey you're just you you deserve to be there i just keep going back to that take what's yours yeah. and um it's infectious it makes me want to go play for it can i suit yeah. up for you yeah. i mean yeah. <laughs> it's awesome you know um, i'm 38 but i can i can catch a you know no, I can catch it. I can play right. I'm just kidding. I think it's 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 clear to see you believe in them, and it makes mm-hmm. you want to believe in yourself. And that's what yeah, a coach is all about: definitely. is making people want to play for you. And I, I can just see. I'd love to just be a fly on the wall at one of your practices and just watch yeah, how you definitely. make them make them motivated. I think it's I think it's awesome, man. So um, there is a uh, with that being fun in and of itself. There's a segment that uh, the fans always ask for, so we have to do this. Okay, so. This is the one part that we intentionally keep in the dark about just to kind of see your reaction. Now, nothing too personal, but these are like personality. We call it the Rorschach test, okay? A little things, rapid fire. Uh-huh. So what you got to do is these questions. Um, I've kind of did a little bit of studying on you. I think I got some good based off of some of your musical tastes and things like this. Got some questions I want to see your reaction to. Uh, Dane and I always bet on this. So, Dane, you ready? You got your, yep. got your bets? I, got, I think I sent you the my picks. So. Okay. So these are five <laughs> rapid-fire questions, Coach, and you just got to spit out either or. You have to decide, even if it's tough. You got to go either or, okay? You ready? <laughs> All right, I'm in. I'm in for this. I'm ready. Here Excuse we go. Me. First one, Bob Seger or the Beatles? Bob Seger. 
Okay, that's quick. Next one, golf or tennis? Golf. Okay, Dan, you caught up? Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay, next one. This is the um, Jordan or Magic? Jordan. Okay, okay. Next one, Poison or Motley Crue? <laughs> oh, oh, Motley Crue. Let's go, Motley Crue. Dang. Okay. Dang it. Okay. Oh. Um, so, last one. This is a field question. Seeds or Big League Chew? Oh, seeds by far. By far. Dang. Oh, yeah. Dang. Okay, Dan, I had two of five. So, I had, oh. honestly, Coach, I had you I, I had you for Magic, and I had you for Motley Crue, and I actually had you for Big League Chew, man. So, I, I struck out. How'd you do, Dane? Uh, I, 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 four for five. I missed the poison one. Man, okay. Well, I, I got uh, That was that's, a tough one, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love oh, yeah. Love both fans. <laughs> Just a little, uh, you know, this little fun segment, Coach. I appreciate you doing that. So we'll hand it back over to Dane for the final segment. Dane, if you want to go ahead there. Yeah. In this, in this segment, Coach, we call it an open mic. You know, we open up the floor to our guests to, you know, kind of tell a little bit about some of the philosophies they've carried through the years with them, through uh, whether it's coaching softball or, or any other sport that they've coached or played in. Is, is there something that, you know, for the younger listeners that uh, tune into our program, you know, a lot of them are the building to from 10U to all the way up to coming into college pros or whatever level they want to go to. Is there a philosophy that, you know, you've carried with you or a mantra that you can kind of share with our audience that kind of would maybe help them through maybe a tough time or maybe help them dig a little bit deeper at some point, some words of wisdom, if you will? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think, especially in the sport, right? We're playing a game of failure, and mm-hmm. and and I think when when you can learn to fail forward in softball and in baseball, yeah. even in life, like you're going to grow because the, when the dark times come, when the hard times come, that's that's the growth piece, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the biggest growth period you can have because you're challenged and you're challenged, and and that's that's okay and that's good. And I and I I see so many young athletes that just wear their bats or wear their errors, or, and it's like hey it's okay like you're you're gonna make mistakes like this game is hard and and when you make a mistake like hey let's pick yourself up and let's get after it and i, and I tell our ladies all the time like when that mistake happens not if but when man i have mm. a teammate and, and and then pour into them because when you start pouring into other people it, it doesn't weigh as heavy on you and so mm. but honestly I've, I've always felt that like everything you do if you can fail forward if you can learn from your mistakes and, and you can and you can keep perspective on it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad. It seems like good things are going to happen to you in the sport. And I, you know, and I have to talk a lot about our hitters, right? I mean, mm-hmm. be, you know, I'm an O for ten streak, but you know, ten of those balls were struck. You know, six of them were struck exceptionally well. It's right at people, and that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, or just some bad luck. But you got to stay in the fight. You got yep. to stay in the yep. fight, and that's that is that's one thing I think we've learned over the years too with these hitters and you know being in these these tough conferences with these great pitchers is mm-hmm. stay in the fight because. I tell hitters this all the time, and then it's kind of, I guess, it's kind of a life thing. You're always one swing away. Mm-hmm. You're, you're always one swing away from feeling better. You're always one yep. swing away yep. from getting out of a slump. You're always one swing away from maybe taking a game or changing a series or changing an outcome in the in postseason. Like you're one swing mm-hmm. away, and you know if we if we let the prior swings and the prior pitches and the prior failures dictate that that one, well, then you're not going to get the desired outcome. But if we can mm-hmm. if we can stay present, right? Like it's it's a gift to stay present. Like if we can do that then you're going to have an opportunity. You're going to have a shot. So I, I honestly, I think failing forward. Cause like, you know, we, I think a lot of times we walk in this game, like I have to be perfect. No, you don't, you know, no, you don't like, you're not going to be perfect. And you know, that's just not obtainable in this game. So 
fail forward. When you fail, eye somebody up and then can continue to move forward. I think I think coach you you make this 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 point that stands out a lot and the one swing away um that's that's something I think a lot of girls especially in this new age this 12U 14 16U coming up on college everything for them is instant they're used to instant whether it's Instagram yeah. or TikTok everything is like it has to happen right now you know 5 seconds later they can doctor a photo and it's ready for Instagram yeah. everything they do is like they there's no waiting. So when you're telling them, you know, you're one, you're in a slump, right? It may only be a week or two, but in their world, this is eternity, yeah, right? So when yeah. you're saying, taking that mindset of let's take a moment, it's okay. One step at a time. That is a whole different way of philosophy of coaching. Dana, I talked about when yeah. we were growing up in sports, it was different then. Now it is literally, like you said, it's almost instant. You have to be one step at a time. So I think that's, that's yeah, powerful. Definitely. I like the way you said that. I'm going to use that with our girls, Dame, the yeah, one swing away. That, that's pretty good. Thank you, coach. I'm going to copyright that. Okay. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I, I'm no, sure uh, from somebody else as well so that's that, okay. that most of the good things are recycled i like that so the last thing and we'll, we'll get you to the game we we dane and i this is our picks and we're curious to see from a great softball mind i i do have oklahoma in two i think uh florida yep. state's going to pick up one honestly when you're watching it i mean there's there's some pitching duels that are going to happen so what's your picks coach honestly um what you think is going to happen for the world series yeah it's a tough one right because i mean i think the Knolls are playing exceptionally well right now yep. and and Oklahoma's, you know, obviously on their 50-something game win streak. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a battle. I, I do think this thing's going three games. I do think mm-hmm. that. Um, I think in the end, I mean, I think Florida State's – I think they manage their pitching staff a little bit better. They don't have yeah. – they don't have the Jordy Balls and the Megan Mays, but they have Catherine Sandicock, you right. know. But, yeah. Yeah. but I think the difference is going to be can their pitching hold off Oklahoma's bats? Because right. one through nine – I mean, when you're when you're nine-hole hitters hitting 387 – yeah. yeah. That's that's not fair. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, and so you know, my heart hurts, but I do think it's Oklahoma in oh in three. I do. I think the Noles can take one. But what my what I want to happen is the Florida State Seminoles take it. I would love to see yeah. that. I would love yeah. to see, you know, Lonnie and Travis and them do just yeah. win another one. I think they've they've just do a great job of how they manage it, but I think Oklahoma's quite the force this year, unfortunately. It's a, as every year. They're, they're a phenomenal, and Patty's done a great job. So I would say, though, and I mean this, and Dave and I, we, we, we have this kind of love-hate thing that we always get. I would not be – for the least bit surprised if Florida State did take it honestly yeah. because of the way yeah. they played and it's one of the yes. things where I just I, we we love giving back the sport we love again I'm happy for Catherine I know this is a big year so again coach you, you've always always a busy man closing on that thank you for literally yeah. taking the time out of your life I know you always have something going on so I'm hoping you know this as an open invitation anytime you ever get some time again bring girls with you we'd love to showcase you again we'll be obviously watching you all season in the seasons yeah. ahead That's we can't right. wait to go back and look at that time we had you on as you're in your own World Series uh, uh, in no debut okay so i <laughs> well, appreciate it guys thanks an honor to be on tonight and thank you so much yes thank coach, you very luck. much yep. for coming on yeah you have a good day coach you we'll, hey, we'll you drop well. off now thanks coach thank you so dan, dan i told you man uh, we'll let coach go um man was i right even yeah even, oh yeah it's like you know you sit around and you meet these these heroes of the game and literally he he's so humble i mean 23 years of experience dude or and not even just cracked 40 yeah. what what do you got it's dangerous how much knowledge he has you know so um i love what he's done and so i think he uh he said it very well fall forward you know take what's yours forward, one swing yeah. away these are these are things that it, that's in life you know when you're going for a job application for these girls or yeah. maybe it's the next swing or hey maybe you're going for that promotion you know it's one swing away from the next step and that just carries yeah, over into life definitely. so um He's, I mean, he made an impression on me, man. I, I can't wait to see what he does next season, you know? So, oh, yeah, most definitely. I can't wait to watch, you know, every coach that we bring on. You can't wait to watch what they do this next season. Mm-hmm. You wish it wasn't so far away. I know. know. So now you can only hope for, well, let's watch them in the fall 
see what they do in the off season. But with coaches like that, you like you said, they he's been into it this long and he's still young and he's still got all these years left to make an influence and pay it even that much more forward to the next generation. And at this point, two generations on. So it's great to have people like that as ambassadors of the game that are sharing their knowledge. So. Did you, did you hear how it's like, uh, he, he, he did like this. Okay. The, you know, the Mount Rushmore stuff, he listed off these Mount Rushmore's of softball in one breath. I'm like, he's there. He's not <laughs> yeah. even realizing it. he's there too. He's in that Mount Rushmore, you know? So I just, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like the whole thing where as he's progressing and getting better with his own team, I look at yeah. the whole, like, it's like the Peyton Manning thing where, you know, maybe just the one or two shooter bowls. He may not have the rings yet, but he definitely has the experience and the wins and the culture. And I put him yeah, up there with, I, I do, I put him up there with the Gassos and the Lonnie's and the, the coach chief. That's just, oh, yeah. that's how I feel about him, you know? So, and so cool, man. Like when I called him the first time Dane I'm, I kid you not he's like oh, I'm just walking around Walmart just you know looking at you know uh, fishing poles or something like that it was so chill right like this oh, yeah. legend like he's just kicking it at Walmart I just I just love the way he's so <laughs> down to earth right so yeah. um but in any case Dane that's the uh, season two is just going strong so I love it so um got a few more surprises for you guys so that was that was a big one that we really wanted to make sure we showcased yeah. in uh, season two um uh, I will tell you Savannah sends a regard she had to reschedule but the yeah. reason she rescheduled which I have no problem with Thing. she's doing some charity work for a like a, right. like a like a big brother uh, big sister big brother type thing so absolutely mm -hmm. no problem hey go do your thing savannah we'll catch up at any time you know so um literally giving back to kids so she's like hey i'm at an event helping kids go ahead we'll reschedule everybody yep. will understand and cheer you on you know so yeah um, we also have uh today uh, right after this, we've got Sammy Hood from WSU. Can't wait for that one, man. Just a yeah. just a stud uh, player. Looking forward to having that all start on. And we'll end the night tonight. The nightcap interview will be uh, Jamie Minnick. Everyone's been asking about it. That's a local yeah. hero. Yeah. So, like I said, whether it's a, a you know a, a Big Twelve star such as Coach Craig or a Wichita star Jamie Minnick, to us all coaches have an impact, and it's all the same. Yeah. So we're glad That's to fun. have him on. So we'll have many more to come. We're going to take a little breather and set up for episode two. Yeah. So on behalf of the Dane and Josh, Josh show. Excuse me. Never forget that we love you. And Dane, thank you for listening.